0: And welcome to The Schism. This podcast is all about critical thinking, dot connecting, the nature of reality, and trying to uncover the truth about the world we live in, society, who we are, and where we come from. Hello, and welcome to The Schism. I'm joined once again by my co-host, Adam. Hello, everyone. And in today's episode, we're going to be looking back at the last three years, as crazy as they were. And ask the question, was it all a dream? Maybe. As the pandemic kind of feels like a distant memory in a sense. <laughs> People have forgotten all about it. And despite our world being turned completely upside down because of it, they're just going about their business like nothing ever happened.
1: Upside down, it's like a roller coaster, never, <laughs> never ends.
0: Yeah, because we're still massively feeling the repercussions of the pandemic, even though the, the who, the who, the what the hell are they up to? <laughs> <laughs> Have now declared that it's over. They're like officially saying the pandemic is over. It's not an emergency anymore. It kind of feels like just in time for World War Three. Yeah, don't worry everyone. We've got something else bigger to worry about. But were you still feeling like the echoes of COVID everywhere? Not just in the turmoil it's created, but it's like nothing's quite the same. No,
1: well, things will never quite be the same after... The last three years, I mean, well, just take a look outside. <laughs> just try it. I dare you. But yeah, I, I've I've been I've actually been
0: away for quite a while. I've been away for three months, in fact. know oh, you have indeed in Austria, and we've kind of managed to get the last few episodes out, like some interviews, some episodes we had kind of stowed away. That's right, people. It's not as live as you think. We're even lying to you. Yeah, you're getting misled and manipulated, even by us. But yeah, we just about got away with it. But now we're back in the same room. The banter bus is back in town. Doing what we do best. But yeah, when I was in Austria, my partner was having a baby. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my time was spent at the hospital. And I did think it was kind of weird because everywhere else in Austria, it was like the pandemic never happened. So you didn't have to wear masks, there was no restrictions. Even all of my partners, like family and friends, none of them were testing, none of them were talking about it, none of them were like, oh, better sanitize your hands or wear a mask, like, it was all just over. Thank God. And it was the same as when you went into shops and restaurants and all the rest of it, but you stepped foot in the hospital and it was just like, COVID's back in town. Like, as soon as you went in there, there was a security guard, can you put your mask on? Matrix reloaded. And it was like, really? Like it only exists in the hospital now. <laughs> but there was another place actually, the dentist. I went to the dentist and that was the same thing. Oh, you've got to put your mask on in the waiting room. But I just thought, we just come from like eating out somewhere. And after this, we, you know, go and get a drink or go like, and. All these places I haven't been wearing a mask. But then suddenly in the dentist waiting room. No, no, no. You've, you've, you've got to wear one in here. COVID's rife in here. I mean, it could get you any second. Bearing in mind, after that, I went into the dentist's seat. With, with a mask still on. Because I had to wear, I, I never wear one. But it was like, I wanted to get my fucking teeth fixed. And they were how? adamant about. Okay, first of all, how do you get your teeth fixed wearing a mask? That's what I mean, as soon as I sat down in the chair, it was like, mask off. And then I got someone digging around my mouth. It was like, what? It doesn't make any fucking sense. But these places, like the dentist, the hospital, like, they're like the last places to pull it back. But the, the hospital was just ridiculous. Okay, so you had to wear one when you entered the hospital. And again, it wasn't worth putting up a fight. I had to go there, meet the midwife, all the rest of it. They still like, have the
1: guys on the doors, like, sitting there. Yeah, and it was like... Stop, put your mask on. Don't,
0: yeah, don't put up a fight, just do it. I was like, okay, whatever, like, fine.
1: But if
0: you went into the cafeteria in the hospital, you didn't have to wear one there. <laughs> Obviously, because you're, like, eating, drinking... You can't do that for a mask, but it's like as soon as you overstepped the invisible line, you were then in
1: the cafeteria. Boom! You could just take it off, and everyone did so. Yeah, because remember, everyone, COVID doesn't like cafeterias. <laughs> you only have to put up a sign saying "COVID not welcome," and it will stay away it from the cafeteria. It just hates cafeteria, cafeteria food. <laughs> what about plain food? I wonder what COVID's like for plain food. Does it stay out of planes? On an aeroplane, oh no,
0: at the airport you have to like queue six feet apart, but then you get on an aeroplane packed like sardines and that's fine. <laughs> they had their own set of rules, didn't they? But it was just so ridiculous. Like If you went in the lift at the hospital, you had to wear a mask. But I was just taking the back stairs, because I'd rather just walk up a flight of stairs than wait for a fucking lift sometime. Hell yeah, man. Better for the exercise. There you go. And when you took the back stairs, everyone had the masks off including the nurses and the doctors and sometimes
1: they'd see you and they'd sort of try and oh i'll put it back on it's like, don't bother me <laughs> yeah, yeah. there'll be a doctor going down those stairs he knows it's all bollocks he doesn't want to wear a mask but he sees there's two people in the hospital and he goes oh shit fuck fuck like jangling around looking for his mask yeah. to put it on he could see that i had mine off
0: and he was like oh you're one of the uh, backstairs people too are you yeah, I like it for a little mask break.
1: Yeah, me too, mate. I mean, I'll be at the bottom of the stairs later, roll a little cigarette and have a little drink together, you know what I mean? (laughs) With the masks off.
0: (laughs) But I did get chatting to one of the nurses because I kind of thought, oh, I want to know how they feel about this because when you were in the birthing room, you didn't have to wear one either. When it was just me and my partner in a room, it was fine. So there was always like weird, oh, you could wear it here but not here. I kind of said to one of the nurses, like, what? Like, how do you feel about this? Like, do you have to wear the mask all day, every day? Does it bother you? Do you went, oh, well, we take them off in the staff room.
1: Oh my God. So what about COVID running rampantly around it your- Doesn't like the staff room. Running rampantly around your staff room. But don't worry, as soon as we leave the staff room, we're safe. Yeah. And then she quickly followed it up with saying, oh, it's
0: all dropping next month anyway, so we don't have to do it. Like COVID's got a calendar. This month, it's a danger. We have to follow all these protocols. But actually, next month- it's on his summer holidays. but
1: Off to Magaluf.
0: <laughs> but if we had a baby the following month, me and my partner wouldn't have had to wear a mask at any point. And people that I know that their partner gave birth in the height of COVID, they had to wear one the whole fucking time. I mean, I'm sure there's women out there that probably had to give birth with a fucking mask on. Like, Breathe. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> But I just thought that... I, I can is... imagine
1: the abuse. The wife or the partner starts screaming and as the nurse goes to take the mask off, the husband goes, nah, you can leave it on, I love. <laughs> She'll bite you. <ya. coughs> I'm telling you. I mean, at first, when we first went there to meet the midwife and stuff and we had
0: these fucking masks on, I could not communicate. I don't speak German, for starters. So They were just having their conversation. And it's like, usually I'd kind of... Be present in my expression. I'd be nodding. I kind of, you know, give a little smile or something. But with a mask on, it's like I was invisible. You know what I mean? Like they, the midwife wasn't even seeing me or interacting <laughs> with me, and I felt kind of like le- left out. Like so kind. That was kind of shit experience. Like, yeah, and yeah. when I got out, my partner was like, "Oh, you, you know, you didn't make any effort. You, you hardly said anything." I was like, the, "The woman didn't even acknowledge me. She didn't really even look at me." Or, well, you could have smiled. I like, I could have smiled? No. <laughs> I had the bloody mask on it. How's she going to know if I'm smiling or not? Well, you could smile with your eyes. I thought if I attempted that, I'd be like, er, er, like the the eyebrows <laughs> going up. Like, I'd look like a total rapist. Bow, bow, oh yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, you just look menacing with these masks on, especially as a bloke. It's like, try and be friendly in a mask. Yeah. All right, love. I'm smiling with my eyes. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> just spray your eyes with mace. <laughs> <laughs> I have even seen photographs of babies with masks on. Like, in the height of COVID, in some countries, they, they're even putting masks on babies. I mean, it's just so out there.
1: That's got to be a bloody small mask.
0: <laughs> a mini blue one, yeah. I mean, where were
1: they even... Get, get, get those from. Jaina. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they make fucking everything.
0: But yeah there's not many other places that have kept the restrictions going but there's still like weird echoes of Covid like in the supermarket that I go to here back home in Blighty in England London Tan there's still plastic shielding round where you're having to put the stuff in your bag where they're serving you and it makes it so difficult you're like oh Excuse me, excuse me. And I've said quite a few times, like, is this coming down at a point? Because like, they've literally announced now COVID's over. It's like,
1: why do we still have them? Mate, you I can't have... even put my shit in my bag. Like, You don't know the half of it. I saw a guy going to the supermarket the other day. They still had that stupid plastic stuff up in the cart near me. This guy was wearing a baseball cap. He didn't realise they still had that plastic sheet. And as he walked up to the till, he nearly knocked his cap off from hitting it. What? And what's that tiny bit of plastic frame going to do against protecting... Oh, I
0: know. I mean, do you remember at, at the height of it, and I think this is stuff like that people have forgotten. I mean, this is the sort of stuff we want to remind people of today because it wasn't that long ago. No. In Britain, you had to walk one way around a supermarket. They had <laughs> arrows on the floor. A lot of them are still there as well. And it was like, in people's minds, oh, if you didn't walk one way, you've got to walk clock, clockwise or whatever around the supermarket, you might get covid Oh, God, I've just, I've just gone past the cereal. Oh, I'll get it next <laughs> lap. You
1: know what I mean? They can't just go back on themselves. They've got to do a whole lap around the supermarket. I'll get it on the next lap. it been there in Mario Kart. Yeah. You've done a thousand steps by the time you get out of the supermarket, and you went in there for three bloody things. Yeah, you went in there for a bottle of milk. <laughs> it's a nightmare if you were a stoner, and you forgot something right at the beginning of the shop. And you went round again and you forgot the same thing twice. And if you did walk round the opposite way, which I was, I was like, fuck this. I'm not I'm not like Simon
0: Says round the supermarket, you, you like, doing the following Mar- the arrows. You were doing
1: the Mario Kart fucking everyone up on the track, weren't you? I'm going to go the wrong way round and just lay bananas everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I got from the fruit and veg section. Whee! <laughs> no, but if they did see you coming the opposite
0: way, people were sometimes like darting out the way or giving you a look like, what are you doing? Are you mad? He's like, no, you're mad. You're... you're following little arrows on the ground, <laughs> thinking it's going to save you from a virus. <laughs> but this wasn't that long ago, and now you walk into a supermarket. There was a time, not that long ago, where I was the only one walking in there without a mask on. Bold as just like strutting it in there, and no one ever asked me. And I was just waiting for them to ask me, because I was just going to turn around and go, I'm legally exempt, you know, you you can't ask me why, but i really give them it, and they kind of never bothered to ask me, almost because of that. They, they talk, sort of took one look, like, no, I don't think I'll ask this guy. He's on a bit of a mission. Yeah. <laughs> he looks clued up. But yeah, like, you were the odd one out. Everyone else had one on, and they were looking at you as if, saying, so. well, why don't you have one on? But now you go into a supermarket, and you only see a couple of strays wearing them, and they always look a bit special. They look, you know what they remind me of? NPCs. Bots, like yeah. soulless. It's either some sort of Karen, like some woman that's like, well, I don't care if the mandates have
1: dropped, I will continue to wear one to keep others safe, like some yeah. virtue signalling. Like if you Karen. knew how many times my husband's had COVID, I mean, he's had about six vaccinations <laughs> and he's still getting it. Every test he does on the daily <laughs> comes up positive and people are still
0: walking around without masks on. I'm just angry that we have to get charged for the tests now.
1: I'm spending a fortune on them.
0: But yes, either someone like that or someone who's really old or like, you know, not in good shape and you think, oh God, you're the last person that should be wearing it. Just
1: feel a bit sorry for Yeah, me. because they probably genuinely have an underlying health problem. Yeah, right. And they think they're protecting that health problem by wearing a mask to protect them from yeah. an invisible flu.
0: Or like, it'll be a staff member. Like, I went to the supermarket recently and there was just one staff member wearing it. Like, they're just like...
1: See those ones? Yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna
0: continue wearing it, and they probably might, like try and make all the other staff feel like really bad about yeah. it. Yeah, getting my gold star at the end of the week. <coughs> yeah. like, no one cares anymore. The hand sanitizer that's gone. Yeah,
1: that that used to be at the front, and maybe someone would be like, sir, hey well, that's guilt, all... guilt trip you into using that. Like, <laughs> that's all gone, man. I've nicked all that. I made alcohol out of that <laughs> in my shed. <laughs> That's
0: gone, but the plastic shields are still there. You don't have to wear a mask. Some nutters do. But at one point, you were calling the people not wearing them nutters. I feel like that's a nutty. There's
1: a lot of nutters in that nutter. Explanation <laughs> No, the point is, is the fact that the confusion that we see here on a day-to-day basis, people aren't questioning, dude. You know, we're trying to bring this to light to say more people should be going, don't you think that's a bit strange? The fact that so many years have passed... And these things are still going on. Like you get your wacko Karen still wearing her mask. You've still got some stores with weird plastic screens on them because apparently COVID never passed a high jump in school. And yeah, but no
0: one sort of, now in hindsight, it all seems ridiculous. But most people still aren't going back and questioning, so what was it all about? Because this stuff just seems absurd now. Mm. So why were we having to walk one way around a supermarket and stand six feet apart and wearing these masks and do all this stuff that was totally unnecessary? So in a way, it kind of reminds me of like, what happened to airports after 9-11? Because the whole world was shaken up by 9-11. And one of the first things to change radically was your experience at an airport. Suddenly you were going through, you had to get your laptop out, you had to get all your devices out, yeah. you had to walk through scanners, couldn't carry liquids. Like it, it went from being like, oh, just going on a like casual flight. Oh, let's look around. To feel like you're at military compound. Like, yeah. Step this way, please, sir. Like, oh, electrical devices out. It's like whoa, whoa. It's just not a nice experience. Yeah. You've got to take your shoes off because of the shoe bomber.
1: Well, yeah. That I mean, <laughs> that that got a ramp up after nine eleven. But what we were seeing in the COVID era at airports was just.
0: Oh, oh yeah, it went even a step further, and it, it's kind of strange because. When I was in Austria and I was at the dentist and the hospital and I was sort of thinking to myself, I bet these will be the last places, like, who knows, maybe it will just be commonplace now. You go to a hospital, you have to wear a mask. Yeah. I mean, they said they are rolling it back, but how long before it comes in again or something? It, m- it might just become common practice, a bit like how airports have changed and will never go back. But as I was thinking about that, literally, yeah, I saw this thing the next day, like airports set to scrap. Hand luggage liquid rules by two thousand and twenty four, and like these new scanners will mean you don't have to get out your laptop and all this stuff. You won't have to do any of that anymore. I'm like, That's kind of interesting. But when I looked into a little bit more, like why is that? It's because of all this like high tech scanning equipment that they're putting in. And
1: mm. see, the weird thing I have about that is this technology. We all know, like technology that is given to the average person has been developed years in advance. So you're telling me, all of a sudden they've got these brand new scanners and they can scan objects with to make sure that your liquid isn't, say, nitroglycerine. (laughs) Hmm, well, was that just so the laws could get passed in the first place? We always had the technology. It was just to get the laws over the line. It's like they use things
0: like 9-11 or COVID as these catalysts to put all these new rules in place but then later on down the line after making your life unbearable even if it's just at an airport then go oh look we're rolling all that back now we've got all this new technology it's going to make things so much easier but they made them hard in the first place exactly and it's kind of like what they're doing on a bigger scale like they're making everyone's lives so miserable like with the cost of living like it just feels like the walls are closing in like you've got world war 3 looming in the background you've got like this massive censorship, you can't do anything, say anything, think anything. You've like, got,
1: got worried about the global warming, or sorry, excuse me, climate change.
0: Yeah, like everything they can throw at you, like they are, to batter you down to a point where they can introduce this China model of control or whatever, and you'll just go for it. Say like with digital IDs or cashless society or whatever, it's exactly the same, like, oh, we make things easier, more convenient, and we've completely fucked their financial system anyway, so this is going to save the day, like, they they sort of sabotage it first, or make it so incredibly difficult, so you'll just agree to whatever solution they put in front of you, in those of them that fucked it in the first place (laughs) Yeah, so talking of 9-11, I thought it was pretty crazy that recently this was just the other week, during a Knicks versus Heat NBA playoff game not sure if it was in the half-time bit or whatever, but they showed this stock footage of New York City, right? So they usually, wherever the game is, they show a bit of stock, uh, not stock footage, it's supposed to be live footage of that city. But it's something that's pre-recorded. You get a bit of a taste. Well, it could be live, we don't know. You you would assume it would be live, but the footage they used had the Twin Towers in it still. (laughs) So it was obviously, like, really old, And what's weird as well is it was a shit day. It wasn't a nice day in New York, but it's like, why would they? They could have just got the footage from last year if they weren't doing it live, which you you would assume they would be. be. Why would they get it from so many years ago? It was pre-2001. 20 years ago? You're telling me they didn't have any better footage? that. it it just started me thinking, because I was thinking about 9-11 anyway, right? Because of this airport thing or whatever. And then I thought, has that been done on purpose? to get people thinking about 9-11 again. Like, because we're on the brink of war again, right? And not just that, like, I feel like there's an attack that's imminent, but it might not be a 9-11 style attack. It might be like what Klaus Schwab's saying at the World Economic Forum, like, a cyber attack. (laughs) A cyber attack is imminent. It will make COVID seem like a small disturbance.
1: You're coming through your computer, waving a black flag, saying, "Eh eh-eh, I got you. So
0: I was thinking, I wonder if there's a big attack coming. Could just be a cyber attack, but it doesn't matter it it's an attack the same as 9/11 was, but it will be on like the financial system or the internet will go down or something because it feels like something like that is imminent. Klaus Schwab has been saying it is, there's a big attack coming and then they show this random footage just to like imprint that into people's brain. Like remember, you never say there could be another big attack.
1: I could only assume the reason they would actually put that back, that use that footage in that coverage again, would be to stir the thoughts of some sort of war. Because if you think about it's it... It's to reignite that trauma. That trauma. And that trauma, bear in mind, was a war on terrorism. It wasn't a war... It wasn't a direct war with Iraq. It's not like Iraq invaded America. No, a war on terror. Terror. Ah, yeah. Not a war on terrorism. It's even broader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Terror. So blatant. So in your face. So visceral. Terror. So maybe, bearing in mind the trauma that probably had on the generations of people, especially the amount, amount of troops... trigger or, people, yeah. Yeah, the amount of troops that were sent off to die in Iraq and Afghanistan over nothing because well, I was pretty sure Osama bin Laden didn't bring those things down. So, yeah, I think to reignite the trauma bond, to get people worrying and thinking what is the possibility of a third world war... Or some sort of attack,
0: it's, except this time it could be financially. Yes. Because the dollar's going to crash anyway. So it feels like something big might happen for them to come along and say, well, look, the solution to this is we're going to have to go cashless or digital, digital with the money. Mm. Or it could just be to stir up a lot of these fears to do with war, just to keep people in this perpetual frozen state of fear, like anything could happen. Just remember, you're never safe. There could be a 9-11 any day. You know, I just thought it was interesting let's say that that footage was shown from such a long time ago and these are the kind of thoughts and feelings i've had since covid because it's like so many other people are just going about their lives as normal but like you said at the start of the episode nothing will ever be the same again and i'm kind of left with this feeling like I don't want to be like a doom monger but we ain't seen nothing yet
1: basically and
0: yeah and you know there's a lot of stuff coming I've got this feeling in the pit of my stomach like there's some bad stuff
1: Yeah, I mean, on the way. And we're not talking about the hundreds of thousands of people that have been maimed or killed from taking the jabs. Or, yeah, or like the, the, the fallout from that the for job, one. But... The jobs that have been lost, the economic crisis that has been thrust upon us. I mean, that severely impacts how we get through anything because no one's got any fucking money.
0: So another sort of weird side effect of COVID, yet again with like supermarkets, right? Not only are some supermarkets now going staffless and you can see that whole agenda coming in, like soon enough people that work stacking shelves at a supermarket or even on the tills, they're not going to have a job. And my cousin is one of them people. He will not have a job because the supermarkets will just be completely
1: self-serving. Yeah, it's going to be like iRobot meets (laughs) iSainsbury's. But part of that is because
0: it will be self-serving, we've got to stop the shoplifters. So everything has to be facial recognition, CCTV, and all the rest of it, because there's not going to be any staff there. So it's a sort of two-pronged attack, because A, they're going to be taking over people's jobs with AI, but B, they're going to be able to use this China-style facial recognition software and you probably won't be able to leave the shop unless you know, oh, you swipe your card or your digital ID or whatever. Like, you can see how it's all going. Imagine if there was a pandemic too, and they were like brrr, like scanning your yeah. face, and you weren't allowed in without a mask. You couldn't blag it with the security guard like I just was saying yeah. that I did. No, no. Because no. you can't argue with a machine. That's the point. Well, you won't
1: be able to enter. Well, especially if the doors were somehow electronically locked and controlled by a facial recognition system and think, Ooh. think Ooh, about well. the other implications there as well actually because see what what if you stole something if you did steal something and it had your face on file they could tie it to your driver's license to your address to everywhere you live yeah and even if it wasn't a door that you couldn't
0: get past like say you were just oh i'm just gonna jump here or whatever you'll just be like beep, beep. the authorities have now been called you know what? what I'm saying? Like, you could do it, but it would probably just instantly right, well, we've got your face now. Like you just said, we've got your address, but you, you can't argue with a machine and you can't get away with it.
1: What if they have one of those contamination doors that you can't <laughs> you go have to go through first? So that the door behind you locks, the door in front of you locks. Just sprays gases <laughs> That would be the future,
0: yeah. You have to go into some compression chamber and you're like sprayed with all these liquids and shit before you can even enter. And like it's totally poisonous, cancer-causing. But they're like, oh, it's for your own good. Like, You won't be contaminating our store. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy because that's already been brought in, even with supermarkets that aren't these completely AI-run ones because they're saying, oh, well, shoplifting went up during COVID and since the cost-of-living crisis. So yep, I know it did. <laughs> you, so you can see how all, all these symptoms of the pandemic or what has followed in the wake of that like the cost of living like they all feed this overall agenda of basically bringing in this china like control system which is everything from these digital IDs to these facial recognition cameras credit score system credit score system and your and your cashless society like it's all part of the same like beast system that they want to bring in and COVID was the was the catalyst for all of this. Everything that we're seeing now happening, they can get away with because of the pandemic.
1: Yeah, it is indeed a full walk of noodles.
0: In Britain as well, you can understand why people would maybe want to do away with cash, like the idea that all the notes have got to be changed, all the pound coins, like everything that's got the Queen's face on it, which is a lot of things, has now got to have Charles' face on it. And that's gonna cost untold amounts of millions. It's not going to be the same either, is it? quite like Queenie looking at me from my nose, but looking at Charles's ugly mug.
1: Yeah, that massive nose. Rolling his massive nose up just to it up your massive nose.
0: <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah, I mean, doing cocaine with them nose just wouldn't be the same, would it? Nah. And to stare down at Charles. The Queen was always a bit cheeky, like, oh, sorry, ma'am. <laughs> but with Charles, like his, his judgmental stare at you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't want his big hooter anywhere near mine. That rap goes in the drain. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, untold amounts of millions being spent on that. I kind of feel like it could be another convenience that's sold to people, like, well, you know, we go cashless, we won't have to spend all the money on this. But staying on, like, Charles for a while and the coronation that's just happening, like, it's a bit like when the Queen died, there's people lying in the streets, like, thousands upon thousands of people out, like, all packed in together. But again, it wasn't that long ago that we had the rule of six, you can't see six more than six people, and they've got to be like close members of your friends and families. Like the idea of going to a festival or some coronation where you're like packed in like sardines is was without the question.
1: Now it's just like no one gives it a passing thought. Well, remember, average person's view to anyone going on the freedom marches back at the height of when Covid was rampant in the UK you're responsible you're responsible you're mixing with them as germy people you'll be spreading it and yet what only years later no one's got a problem with anyone mixing with anyone out anymore and and this is a matter of people's opinion i'm not saying that you did or didn't have to do that if you chose to go on the marches absolutely great for you saw you there but if you didn't and you had that sort of opinion well where do you stand now yeah right just don't give a shit now Um, most people's answer would be
0: something like well everyone's vaxxed now well a they're not you know that there's a huge chunk of the population that never did it and an even larger chunk that got one or two and they just bailed out and then also you know that the vaccines don't stop the spreading or the transmission of this so it doesn't make a difference anyway like nothing's changed but
1: they've just forgotten
0: yeah, and what their opinions were on all of this, how strongly they felt about it then, and how they don't give a shit now.
1: Well, the weird thing about this whole fever dream is the fact that people have just completely forgotten, have almost discarded that. Yeah. And you sort like of. Like it never happened. Like it never happened. And you sort of like, well, it did happen. You know, I, I, amongst plenty of people that probably listened to us, was up for the same sort of scrutiny from friends and family members for having our own reasons for not going along with this absolute farce. But my point is, we still stand by our principles now. I guarantee everyone probably listened to this feels exactly the same. We still stand by our principles. Yeah. Where are those people that were countering our principles? Because. You're just silent now. Because. You, like, well, let's just forget about it. Well, you brought it up. I mean,. It came out only last year, you know, about the whole thing that it was proved that the CDC knew, and the British Medical Institute knew as well, that the vaccines did not stop the transmission of COVID. Not that there is COVID, I'm not saying there is COVID, but I'm saying that that came out. But yet no one seemed an uproar about that. It's like, well, you just told us this whole vaccination campaign yeah. was basically rubbish because you sold it to us on the premise that, you know, we get everyone vaccinated and we stop the spread. But you knew it didn't stop the spread. So why did you go ahead, go ahead with the vaccine process? And why did you choose to use something like mRNA, which has never been used before? And people just people don't seem pissed off that they've
0: been lied to about it either. <laughs> One of the complete inversions that I find really funny as well is, at some point in the past, it was completely normal for someone to ask your vax status whether you were going into like a restaurant or a bar, it was like, oh, have you been vaccinated? Otherwise, you can't go to, what, it, we've even spoke about gigs and yeah. stuff that were, Vax-only gigs. Like, but then now, in the era that we live in, if someone that you know, oh, they've got myocarditis or blood clot or heart attack or something, you can't say, what's their Vax status? <laughs> they, they could ask you even to go into a bloody restaurant or a bar, <laughs> or step foot in somewhere, but now you can't be like, oh, that sounds nasty. Were they jabbed? Like, you feel bad for asking. Like, oh, well, yeah, it's got nothing to do with that. But it's like complete swap around. Yeah, yeah like, now it's it's sort of the last thing that you kind of want to ask, even though you really do want to ask. Like, oh, they, they, they just fell ill. I mean, it was right after their booster. I can't imagine what it was. And you're like, ooh, <laughs> uh, hand in mouth. Like, you want to say it, but you just can't be like, Oh, how many vaxxes did they have? Come on, the writing's on the fucking wall here. In six, okay. <laughs> six, six, six. Number of the beast. Yeah. They are on number six now. Yeah. There's people out there with six of these things. I know, that's mad, isn't and it? And they're still not fully vaxxed. That's the one thing we've got in common with them. <laughs> you're always one vax away. It's yeah. like chasing the dragon. Yeah. You'll never get there. You'll never be <laughs> just, fully vaxxed.
1: Just, just one more hit, man. We were lied
0: about, like, the goalpost just kept moving. Oh, you're fully vaxxed if you have one. Well, now you've got to have two. Oh, now you've got to have the booster. It was at that point most people went, oh, fuck this. Yeah. Now I've got to have a booster as well to be fully vaxxed. Like, I'm out of this game. Hmm. We didn't even enter into the game. But you're only one jab away from having that in common with someone else. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's something that it's a common ground we all share. None of us are fully vaxxed. Even the people that just got
1: one or two of these things. They're if... not that different to us because, well, they don't have their booster. Well, they have their own different alternative media groups. We're the two boosters lot. We don't believe in the third booster. We're the fourth booster lot. We don't believe in the fifth booster. Well, I did see like
0: a a, a post from someone that was like went viral because it was so ridiculous. It was this guy like I've had my sixth booster and I've noticed that people haven't been putting up their jab status like like they were before. That's because they're dead. <laughs> maybe that's because of disinformation. He's like, no, mate, it's because it got embarrassing. After two, three, four, what, they're going to be like, I've had my fifth one. It's like, no one cares.
1: No one fucking cares. The people that have their fifth jab are probably sitting in hospital. (laughs) On a life support. support. Limbs missing. They can't click like.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I saw a newspaper article where it, it put this phenomenon down to jab fatigue. People have got jab fatigue. Like, they're not as
1: interested as they once were in getting the newest booster and stuff. It's like, Jab fatigue. Jab, what, what jab fatigue? What's that, like something a male porn star gets after three days on the job? <laughs> jab fatigue? It's like, yeah, fatigue, they're just tired of it. It's like, yeah, they're fucking tired of it. Tired of being lied to, for starters. <laughs> Shit, you know what, I've got jab fatigue as much as them people because I'm sick of fucking hearing about it. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> but there's no like validation, is there? Like, I'm still waiting for my big fat apology. You know what I mean? Like I've never had any friends or relatives say, Bloody hell, you were right. You know, that the jabs didn't stop the bloody spread or transmission of it. It did ruin the economy. It turned out the masks were bloody useless, the tests, they don't bloody work. Like, you're right about the whole thing. Like, well, oh, maybe you're right about it not even being real. But You'd expect, okay, that, that, that'd that be like the dream response. You're expecting but,
1: the passing of the bloody <laughs> Nile do, do here. In fact, I
0: think I've fully broken out of the matrix and it's because of you. <laughs> do you ever buy me a coffee fund? No, like, even if it wasn't the dream response, even if they were like, bloody hell, a few of the things that I called you mental about have actually turned out to be true. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Take those things back. Not everything, not everything. But nothing. Like, the people that called you crazy or that were, you know, didn't invite you around for Christmas or did it, like, nothing. You've got got no apology for them. They're just carrying on like none of this ever happened. And there's, like, a lot of people that have really backtracked on this hard. Celebrities that were very outspoken about it at the Mm -hmm. time. And now they've done these backtracks and it's just absolutely hilarious. I mean, one of them is... Here's Morgan.
1: Yeah, who's always been the centre of our dartboard for a long, long time. He's just horrible.
0: And like some of the stuff that he was putting up was absolutely outrageous against the anti vaxxers. Like these were tweets from him at the time. He's put Imagine being scared of having a safe, well regulated, four second vaccine shot. Not sure why he had to put there <laughs> the amount of seconds. It's it's short. It's a time saver. When previous generations braved gunshots for years on end to save us all from tyranny, anti vaxxers really are a bunch of spineless pussies.
1: Ow, Piers, very ow.
0: <laughs> okay, let's just like break that down for a sec. Having a safe, well regulated.
1: Mm. That has not age well. Bear, bear in mind, Piers Morgan was one of our classic trust
0: the science people. <laughs> that hasn't. Really aged that well. Four-second shot. I mean, I'm guessing he's saying, like, you know, just roll up your sleeve and get it done. Like, people's main reason for not getting it was, I don't want a little pointy-pointy in my arm, or, God forbid, a little prick on my arm. I mean, honestly, what? You think that's people's reason for not doing it? Like, it might hurty hurt yeah. like, Come
1: on, what? There's only two things to have in common there, and that is little prick.
0: <laughs> and then he's kind of saying, oh, you know, previous generations' brave gunshots and stuff. It's like, oh, just going to guilt trip us with that. Like, people of, of, of brave gunshots, they fought in the trenches for you. It's like, no, they fought to save us from tyranny, which is what I'm doing by not going along with this. Yeah, wake up, Piers. <laughs> and then just going,
1: spineless pussies at the end, like, really hammer it home. Oh. You pussies. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, let me like, just throw down the fucking gloves now. But, like...
0: Someone posted recently, like, oh, you know, the, in- the internet never forgets or whatever, and then Piers responded by saying, yes, it doesn't forget these tweets because I never deleted them. Oh, ooh. <laughs> I changed my mind after it was confirmed the vaccine didn't stop transmission. Okay, I shouldn't have been as self-righteous as I was, given the COVID science guidance kept changing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the science was settled. I thought it never changed. That was your whole,
1: like, premise of Wait, all your arguments. It kept changing more than a transsexual that can't <laughs> figure out what sex they want to be. Honestly, the the science changed, and so did my opinion. Like... Which is fine. No, we encourage people. If you want to change your opinion at any one time, absolutely. That's fine, because there's learning to be done from... Wising up in the world. That's what yeah. wisdom does to you. But
0: he has been pretty extreme.
1: Like, this is like another one, right? He said, Those who
0: refuse to be vaccinated with no medical reason not to should be refused NHS care if they then catch COVID. So he's like, He's he's up for refusing people <laughs> life saving medical treatment at this point. He's getting a little bit Nazi, Piers. <laughs> and then he's put, I'm hearing of anti vaxxers using up ICU beds in London, intensive care beds at the vast expense to the taxpayer, like,
1: how dare they
0: have an intensive illness and let them pay for their own stupidity and selfishness. Okay, Piers, so, like, basically, you were one step removed from rounding up people that refused to be vaxxed and putting them in quarantine camps, basically. last time I checked, his middle name was Adolf. (laughs) And then suddenly he's like, well, my mind changed as the science changed. Mm, No, Piers, you were ready to, like go full fucking Nazi on people. If they had decided at that point, and this was the real eye-opener for me during that whole period, was that if the government at a point had said, right, all these refuse nicks, all these people, these anti-vaxxers that won't go along with this, unless we round all them up and put them into quarantine camps, we're never gonna return back to normal. Mm -hmm. I think if they'd have done that at the sweet spot, most people would have been like, well, if they're holding it back for the rest of us, then they should go to one of these camps. Yeah. Like, and that's what I thought was going to happen for a while. It was that touch and go. Well, like, are they going to start fucking rounding us up? But I tell you what, if they'd have done that, the real eye opener for me is people I knew, friends, family, random fucking people just live around oh, would they, we? they would have been cheering, yeah, get them out. We haven't moved on so much from
1: Nazi Germany. They did it in Australia, they did it with the Aborigines who were refusing to get the job. They're refusing it. They're putting the rest of us in harm. They're nowhere near you. Near you. They're, they're in the Australian <laughs> outback. These people are so far removed from other human people. I mean... They, like, rounded it up and forced it on them. The most vulnerable people that they could do it
0: to. If they could have done it to, like, the working classes and got away with it, they would have done. They did it in a different way. Get the jab or you can't... You, you might lose your job. You can't go anywhere. You yeah. can't do anything. You can't see anyone, like... They, they're now saying, oh, it was your choice to get it, or whatever. It's like, what choice did you give people? Well, that You threatened to take away everything from them.
1: Well, that's the backtracking that we're seeing now, you know, this whole madness that we're living in, is the fact that a lot of these institutions that said that we could or could not do these things are now sort of backtracking and saying, well, if you look clearly, we did say it was only mandatory... If you looked at the word mandatory <laughs> and realised what it meant, then you know that you probably didn't have to do it. But we just used that word to scare you. And mm. you and you were like, Oh, so it was like basically a fear campaign, which of course Matt Hancock pretty much confirmed in his text messages.
0: Yeah, like even the Matt Hancock text messages that have come out ways said, Oh, we need to scare them senseless, the public. And are we able to deploy the new variant? Yeah. And basically admitting that it was a psyop. Even mentioning, like, Bill Gates and stuff. like Chipping
1: people's arms. I mean, that could could be even a a joke, but even as a joke, I'm like, that's a damn sick joke, Matt.
0: He put, like, Bill Gates owes me a favour for putting his chip in so many people's arms. like, what the hell? And people know all of this. Like, this was that British health secretary that said
1: this, not some conspiracy theorist wacko. No, no, this was him. You know what the worst part about Hancock is? They hadn't... His face? Well, his face, very punchable. But we had him where we wanted him. We had him in a jungle, everyone. We had him in a jungle. (laughs) out in the middle of fucking nowhere, with poisonous spiders and snakes and things that eat your fucking eyeballs out at night. And he got out of there, fine! Nothing happened to him.
0: Yeah, maybe he had to eat a few, like, slimy insects. But that was just a way to sort of humanise him, like, oh, get Hancock in there, and, it's like, oh, that's the price he has to pay, like, going on, I'm a celebrity, like this guy should be on trial for Crimes Against Humanity, but again, he was in that programme, and it's like, everyone just forgot. Yeah. Oh, he's Hancock. Huh. Yeah, I hope they get him to eat an insect or something. Yeah. He's like a mass murderer that puts bloody Dr Shipman to fucking shame <laughs> <laughs> by about 100 times. Yeah. He is the angel of death.
1: Yeah, it's funny. If you, I wonder if you, like, Google sort of mass murderers. You know, you're going to have your Ted Bundy's... You know, Gary Ridgway's, you know, even Harold Shipman, I think, is one of the most prolific. I think, you know, Harold probably is the most prolific in the UK, but I think Matt Hancock is probably up there with (laughs) Mao. Maybe maybe even Idi Amin. (laughs) He's, He's up there with a few genocidal maniacs.
0: Another person that has retracted their statements as well, that we brought up in the past, is Arnie. Arnold Schwarzenegger, who famously said,
1: ''Screw your freedom.'' I don't care if I'm your favourite actor from the 80s.
0: (laughs) You just think, what the hell? And now he's come out and said like, oh, I'm sorry for saying those words and I think we should be able to disagree without being enemies and all this stuff. It's like, no, mate, you literally said screw your freedom. It goes back to the thing I was saying before. Oh, so you could have just stuck people in quarantine camps. Screw your freedom. Yeah. It, It doesn't matter. Matter, yeah. We weren't on board with this agenda, so screw our freedom. Oh, so you would have been cheering if we were rounded up. (laughs) okay, Arnie. Why does that not surprise me?
1: I could just see him with one of those giant guns, a backer blazing truck, just firing it off, just with people in chains (laughs) that refuse to wear the mask. (laughs) Come with me, you slaves. You're all getting the vax now. Get to the chopper.
0: But now he's suddenly like, oh, yeah, sorry for using them words. My mouth sometimes... Gets the better of me, it's
1: like, Okay, okay, and they're humanising recently, if you see on the YouTube, there's a lovely video of Arnie fixing potholes in his little community. I love freedom now. The council couldn't come and fix them, so (laughs) me and my neighbours, yeah, we, we got people together, and I know how to fix holes, of course, I'm an action star. What do you think I was doing in the 80s and 90s? I was grinning tarmac on roads road in Austria. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like, they got him humanised out of this community. Oh, isn't Arnie such a lovely guy? Yeah. yeah, and he was telling you to fuck your freedoms two years ago. Yeah, He's right. such a lovely guy. But it's all just part of this, like, spell casting that's done, like,
0: you're feeling very sleepy, just forget the last three years, forget all the mad stuff that you were a part Fever of. Theme. Yeah. Forget, like, what it turned you into. You know what I mean? Because there were people in the height of it that were dobbing
1: on their neighbours, that yeah. they're breaking the rules. Like there were it, people it getting have... fined for going out and just yeah. have a little nightclub nights because they were sick of staying at it home. It could have easily slid into
0: a scenario where they were rounding people up and people would have been cheering it on.
1: There wasn't enough
0: resistance. To stop that from happening. And, and in, in some parts of the world, that did happen. I saw clips from people in um, India where they were literally being like rounded up, held down mm. forcefully by a number of people and injected whilst they were screaming.
1: Jesus. Yeah, it kind of depends where you are in the world, how far it did go. Well, big shout out to all our Indian listeners. I hope you refuse, even <laughs> if they held you laying down.
0: So, one of the things that we wanted to read out today was a letter that you actually kept, Adam, from the NHS that was sent during like the height of the COVID hysteria. But we thought it'd be good to read it out. It's yeah, so we'll, a little trip
1: down memory lane. Yeah, we'll give a big shout to Bromley Council for this one. Big shout to Bromley.
0: But this comes through the letterbox. And this was the kind of stuff that they were scaring people with at the time. The tone of voice of this is just brilliant. I'll go right ahead. Dear resident, you do anything to protect yourself and your nearest and dearest... Wouldn't you?
1: In bold, <laughs> like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Would you kill them <laughs> if you had to? Okay, like straight
0: away, it's like a pretty direct way of like speaking to you. Like you're not a bad person, are you? I mean, you'd do anything to protect
1: your nearest and dearest, wouldn't Species? you? if it's a group letter sent out to <laughs> some random person. Yeah, someone's like, I feel like they're
0: speaking directly to me. I've been plotting to kill me, Nana. I mean. The will money. (laughs) Now I think I might not. It goes on to say, let's face facts. The reality is COVID-19 can kill.
1: Never proven.
0: The reality as well. Like 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 straight away going in, like, let us tell you what the reality is. You've seen it on the news, BBC. They've shown you the figures. It says, and we know that two vaccinations, they're peddling two at this point can protect both you and others around you from getting seriously ill and being hospitalised. All you need's to, again, <laughs> hasn't age. well. they are on jab number six now. So what we are asking is... He's <laughs> <laughs> got a sort of like mafia tone about it. Like yes. it's threatening without being threatening. Like that's that's how the mafia approach you. They don't say, if you don't give us this money, we're going to burn your shop down. They just say something like, what's the top line of this? You'd do anything to protect yourself and your nearest and dearest, wouldn't you? And you're yeah. like,
1: take my money. Oh. We wouldn't want anything to happen to your shop, I know. would we? Even the fact that it was like, it even sounds like, so what we're asking, it sounds like the mafia still. So, so what we're
0: asking, what we're asking
1: is, is, if you haven't been vaccinated yet, give us a chance to bring you the facts and allow you to decide in an informed the way about getting the jab they even call it the jab they even call it a vaccine they call it a jab oh i love it is it about getting the jab twice <laughs> <laughs> to
0: keep you and your family and friends safe if you have been vaccinated why not talk to others and tell them how important it is and that it's okay okay until one of your arm falls off so like straight away as well they're saying don't you just get it. Go out and tell your friends, try and convince them. Like yeah. become one of our henchmen. <laughs> yeah. We, your local public health team, part of Bromley Council, want to make sure you know the facts. Again, like it's a second time now, they said facts. Vax, like yeah. we we'll tell you what the facts are. Especially now that all adults are eligible for the vaccine. One of our advisors is planning to knock on your door soon to see if there is anything else we can do. Roll up your sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> to get the information, you want to come to a decision. Getting a jab is quick and doesn't really hurt. Then on that tip again, yeah. it doesn't hurt. With, be, it's just a little prick. David's speaking of Piers
1: Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> but he's kind of like belittling you so much. Like he's yeah. just a little prick, just a needle. That's oh, all geez. it is. You're an adult. You live at your own property now. Surely you can handle a little prick in your arm. I mean, people have paid gunfire before. Like You can have a little... Little
0: jabby jab in your arm. It's no, not really the reason I don't want it. Like a mustard <laughs> gas in the trenches. It takes four seconds. It says the vaccines are safe and side effects, which some people do get, are generally mild and short-lived. No, oh. they're short-lived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, which now include the 158,000 side effects with the leaked Pfizer documents, but they didn't know that back then. Yeah. Of course. It says, oh, don't worry. No matter what your age, you will be offered the right
1: vaccine for you. Yeah, right. That's why they've got so many different vaccine companies <laughs> offering exactly the same vial of shit. <laughs> Millions of people have already been vaccinated so
0: far in this country, probably at the time a lie. And it's a small price to pay to know that you are protected it turned out weren't. N- not won't to be protected from yeah. this very nasty virus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can see COVID there smoking a fat cigar going, you know what, I am a real mean piece of shit. <laughs> Including the
0: recent Delta variant. That's his mate. I'm the real bad one. Yeah, I'm Delta Force. You remember me from Black Ops. (laughs) Once vaccinated, you are less likely to end up in a hospital and less likely to spread coronavirus to others who may be more vulnerable. Just putting that in at the end, mafia style. Oh, you know, you pay us the money, you're you're definitely less likely to end up in a hospital. Let's put it that way.
1: I mean, it's like one of those things that you give us the money and your shop's not going to get firebombed. Not never. It might happen, but we're just telling you now that the Protective Mind is... <laughs> it just keeps you sort of covered.
0: Yeah. If you pound time, it, it definitely won't. <laughs> but we were actually going to mention the fact that, you know, where have all the new variants gone? Because there was one point during the height of all this where it was just like a new variant every yeah. weekend. Oh, it's the Delta one. Like Omicron, they just mentioned um,
1: all that rubbish. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that just suddenly stopped. And we just haven't heard anything like that in, in ages. But actually... There is a new variant. There's oh, right. a new variant on the block. I know. Back like, oh, streets oh. back.
1: All right. He says how do you I pronounce mean, that? I mean, we've been looking at this for a while. Arcturus? I mean, that's the best way that I could spell okay.
0: Arcturus. So it says Arcturus. I think we're saying that right. What we know about the new COVID variant and its symptoms.
1: Oh, get ready.
0: XBB.1.16 strain. <laughs> detected in 34 countries so far and he's driving up infection rate in india i mean i can see why they've gone for a shorter name than the number plate <laughs> xbb.1.16 strain hmm sounds like it's from a lab that's how many variants there's been is there yeah. jesus yeah, yeah. right it yeah, makes make sense i mean i'm not even going to go into the symptoms and all the rest of it. it's just the same bollocks you can't believe that they're still trying to scare people with this. You know, get your sixth jab, because it might protect you from this new, really nasty one. Well,
1: the stupid thing is, even though the symptoms are almost identical, there were a funny couple of things that were different about Okturus. Okay. That did make us laugh. One thing they put up is the conjunctivitis in kids as the new symptom. And I was just sort of like, hang on, doesn't every kid get conjunctivitis at some point in its life? I thought, well, that's not exactly a symptom. Yeah, pink eye. Pink eye. No, but again it's sort of like just in time for bloody hay fever or whatever else. So they're like,
0: Oh, it could be this in kids. So how many times have they played this? How many how many
1: misdiagnoses of hay fever when mums have run out and like stuck a sort of, you know, one of those home testing kits in their kid's mouth and it's like, Oh my god, he's got the Arcturus variant. No, he's just got hay fever. Honestly, like how many how
0: many times are they going to spin this out? Is it just going to be a yearly thing now? Every year they come out with a new stupid variant name and be like, oh, another reason to get your 13th booster. They're just going to keep doing it. Almost like a, it'll become like tradition.
1: Like, oh, what's, the, what's the variant this year you're going to be called, do you think? Well, <laughs> weirdly enough, I've got to say the name Arcturus. Why do they all sound like Decepticons from Transformers?
0: Yeah.
1: Omicron. Arcturus. <laughs> <laughs> These are all the Decepticons, I swear. Well, I mean, they are deceiving. Ah, that's why they call them Decepticons.
0: Devious bastards. They're saying it's 1.2 times more infectious than the last major sub-variant. He's <laughs> <It's> like,
1: wow. <laughs> I mean, that's scary. Already, I'm running down to get my jab.
0: But now it's sort of easy, even for people that fell for it the first time, to like not really pay it any mind or whatever. But when you think back like to when the fear mongering first started even in this country it was so extreme like there was the speech from boris johnson where he talked about bodies being piled high in the streets yeah i mean that happened that did happen like people want people just say oh well covid came and went it's like but look what they told us it was gonna be no do you remember
1: the sign they used the yellow and black sign that had you know coronavirus can kill and stuff yeah like... They were making out like it was a deadly
0: virus, like an
1: Ebola that was going to, oh
0: God, if you don't, you know, lock down, you can't even leave your house. This is so bad. It was like out of a movie, like Contagion. Mm-hmm. And this thing was just, it was just like the flu. I mean, we, we would argue it just was, it the, was flu, the flu rebranded, but it was nothing like they were making out. They built these massive emergency hospitals that now seem as ridiculous as the ones in China. Mm, yeah, You know, where people were dropping down in the street from this supposed disease. You've never seen that since, people dropping down in the street from, no. oh, oh, I've got COVID, you know, no. but that's what they were making it out to be. You had Biden, and when Biden gave that speech about, oh, you're gonna, you might have a loved one missing from the table, like, yeah. trying to make out that COVID had killed so many people that most people
1: at home were like, looking at an empty chair like, you know, dad's gone or something because of COVID. Well, if there has been a member of that person's family, whose death has been marked down to COVID, wrongly marked down as COVID. They're put in a care home. Yeah. (laughs) They're not round the dinner table. Yeah, at all. I mean, they're still round a dinner table, just not round your dinner table. (laughs) Getting fed slop in a tray in some care home somewhere. Matt, I've been there. I know what that's like. The last stop for my dear old relatives. But no, it's true. If you think about it, at one point, that was the perception yeah, that young, healthy people were
0: dying. And Biden said as well, oh, the the unvaccinated are looking at a winter of severe illness and death. Do you remember that?
1: Well, like coming
0: up to Christmas. He's like, okay, like you're saying it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And he outrightly said as well, like if you get jabbed, you won't get COVID. Mate, that so was... just brazenly like lied. If you get it, you, you won't get it. It's like, okay. And it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Like... No one on the whole is going, well, hang on a minute. Everyone that I know that was unvaccinated is fine. They're still here. Yeah. So that doesn't make sense. And it was supposed to be a winter of severe illness and death. Like, must
1: have missed that one. Yeah. And (laughs) For the young jack. Yeah, yeah. uh, that one passed me by. And they. no one's ever come back on that. Has any major leader, whether it be Johnson or Biden, have any of them have gone back and gone, sorry, we said those things. No one was really dying in the streets. And if your loved one was dying in hospital, it's because they got shoved on a ventilator that you unfortunately put them on because you believed in a test that you were giving them. That so, was also bogus and now it's been proven. Proven as well. So what happens now? Do any of them go back on their word? Do any of them go, yeah, sorry, we just lied. Yeah, like you even
0: had the Archbishop of Canterbury at the time saying Jesus would get a vaccine. Like guilt-tripping tri- <laughs> people, like... It's about loving thy neighbour. Like, Jesus would have got one, okay. That's how much it was getting laid on people. We're gonna guilt trip you any way we
1: can. Like, even getting the Archbishop to say that. We'll just go in for the Jesus way now. And the thing is, people are actually really scared when it comes down to stuff like that, especially religious people. Yeah, yeah. You know, Well, if Jesus would we'll get one, then I'm gonna get one. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good
0: enough for me. How many would Jesus get? Would he get the third booster, or the sixth, or? Yeah, the,
1: like, where would Jesus draw the line? Yeah, and at one, I'm, I'm just interested. And at what point would Jesus turn around and go, I've had COVID 30 times since I've had these six jabs. I don't think they're working. I mean, Jesus was a bit of a sucker for punishment. I know he had a bit of a hedonistic lifestyle, <laughs> but I mean, come on. At one point, the man would have turned around and gone, six of these things, and I'm still getting ill. <laughs> Says here he urged Britons to
0: get vaccinated and get boosted amid Omicron surge. That was the that was the variant of the day. <laughs> he went on to say people that refuse to get jabbed are immoral, as he told people to love one another as Jesus said, immoral.
1: Immoral. Wow.
0: And and he's gone on record to be like it was a moral issue, you know, like an obligation you had to do it, otherwise you weren't a good person. You're going to hell basically. But that's how thick this was laid on and now it's turned out it's all bollocks but no one minds no one seems to care
1: what if you're rel- except us what if we're, we're still flying the covid flag what if you're a religious person what if you're a religious person if you whatever faith that may be uh, it's entirely up to you but what if you were one of those people that were told by your religious leader your cult-like leader to get vaccinated and you've had an issue with that vaccination since you've had it because we can get into the conversation a little bit later because we know how bad it's been hit now after three years. Who do you turn to? Because you can't say I was advised by my work. I can't say I was advised by my family. I was advised by a deity to get this job. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, The Archbishop is obviously like a health expert and he said, the vaccine reduces my chances of getting ill and infecting others. It's very simple. (laughs) So I would say yes to love one another, as Jesus said, get vaccinated and get boosted. (laughs) I don't remember Jesus saying that. But, okay. Was that scorn across the tablet somewhere? And it's gone to say, like, it's all about loving your neighbour. I mean, I can't hear a priest say that shit these days without just thinking of them saying it in, like, a pedo way. Yeah. Like, getting a little kid's hand and putting it on their crotch. Like, love Love thy neighbour. If neighbours were be your lips and my penis. (laughs) (laughs) It's what Jesus would have done. Oh, if it's what Jesus would have done. (laughs) Yeah, he told you to get vaccinated. Now
1: he's telling you to do this as well.
0: (laughs) Would Jesus use the spit and shine as well? Oh yeah,
1: Jesus would definitely do that. And Jesus wouldn't stop at six jabs. He would keep getting them until, well, he was probably crucified.
0: But it is all coming out now. Like, even in the mainstream media, we like, just got a collection of headlines here, like Mail Online, certain COVID vaccines might treble risk of sudden cardiac death in women under 30, official data shows. So they're just putting articles out like this now. And people must be reading them like, fucking hell. Especially if they're like, I'm a woman under 30. Like, Oh, so now you're not feeling so great about mm. it. Pressured into getting it. Pressured others to get it. But mm, you're at treble the risk of sudden cardiac death. Yeah. Okay. Explain all the sportsmen like having cardiac attacks mm. on the field and all the rest of it. Daily Mail says here, WHO says healthy children and teens probably don't need a COVID vaccine after
1: all. Yeah, that one made me laugh. (laughs) After all? Probably. Yeah, it
0: turns out they probably Probably. don't. Probably. Probably. Well, I just boosted my kid. I probably didn't need to do it. No, probably not, no.
1: Probably such a... I love the chances of the word probably. You probably could win the lottery tomorrow. (laughs) You probably won't. But you told me they wouldn't be able to go back to school. Well, that probably wasn't the case. (laughs) You know what? You
0: probably shouldn't have listened to us. (laughs) (laughs) Another one. Mail Online. Were masks in hospitals a waste of time? Hated NHS policy made no difference to COVID infection rates, study finds. No shit. No difference. Zero. (laughs) Oh, okay. So they were a waste of time, which explains my experience at the hospital when all the staff didn't really take it seriously, Mm. couldn't wait until it ended the next month and knew the whole thing would just. Mm ridiculous not, sham
1: not, nice to know all the impacts all those masks have had on our environment for it just to be a waste of time
0: yeah they ban plastic straws and they're gonna like foist carbon tax on you and stuff yeah. but there's mountains of blue masks like on a landfill somewhere yeah. or out of sea like rrr, rrr, with seagulls <laughs> and, shitting all and over and you're
1: being told that this was your
0: fault because you put them <laughs> bloody on well on the On the subject of masks, another headline here. Negative effects of wearing a mask have likely been misinterpreted as long COVID. (laughs) So all the people are like, I've got long COVID. Do you wear a mask? Yeah. How much? Eight,
1: (laughs) ten hours a day. Right. Right. (laughs) I feel the cognitive functions of your collective brain are clearly failing right now. You need oxygen, my friend, and get it to your brain quick.
0: There's another one, CNBC, Pfizer vaccine for older adults should be monitored for nervous system condition. Well,
1: that explains a lot. There's been vaccines that have just been pulled. I saw the thing about the Pfizer one, but it's weird how all these groups have made these vaccines, somehow in the past or present, have been sued, or like the Pittman report showed that the Pfizer vaccine was very, I mean, dangerous to get, if anything, yet... They're still making these. Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Naughty. <laughs> right. Can we carry on making them? Yeah, but try and be more careful. You know, next time I'll have to send you to detention. <laughs> well, there was another one. The AstraZeneca jab has now been officially suspended because of its links to blood clots, some fatal. Yeah, and I think so. Like, imagine if you got one of these jabs that one yeah. of the ones that've been pulled. You'd be like, oh fuck! Didn't know it was Russian roulette. Yeah, he probably shouldn't have listened to us. Then you've got all the excess deaths that are happening like everywhere across the world. I've I've been reading a lot of ones about Australia, because they were one of the most jabbed up places on the planet. Yeah. And it's like, the sun, death riddle, mystery, death
1: riddle, mystery as Australians are dying. He's got the Pied Piper on the fucking roof.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Death riddle in Australia. Mystery as Australians are dying at levels not seen in 80 years, and UK might be seeing a similar phenomenon. It's like, hmm, all me this. Like, what could that be? And I saw another one about Australia saying, oh, e- excess deaths are worse than we f- uh, feared. Report found that they're the highest since World War II, but people just don't want to talk about it. So oh. well, where are all these excess deaths coming from then? And the official explanation for it is, well, you know, because of the havoc that COVID wreaked or whatever, we're now paying the price for that. What, at levels not seen since World War II? In in that sense, you have to wonder. Well, it's like a war. War. I mean, it's, in in fact, it's like multiple wars stacked on top of each other because it's global.
1: Yeah. So and, the and amount
0: of excess deaths just on their own is like multiple wars stacked on top of each and other. And
1: if you think the difference, of war is wars, unless it's a world war. Wars generally isolate to a region, whereas what we've seen over the jabin over the entire globe. public of the globe. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a universal issue.
0: Yeah, because even in World Wars, it was like, oh, you know, some of Europe, America, got involved a bit, and did it. But there was loads of countries that just were completely left out of it. Yeah, of course they were. But this has infected everyone. And, and in fact, no one can opt out of this war either. Or well, they don't even know that it's going on. And you've now got people that were outspoken about this, like people like Robert Malone, who's like the main inventor of mRNA Mm. Mm. and people like Mike Yeadon that like back in 2021 say they were talking about these vaccines are dangerous, this kind of stuff. Now they've both gone down the rabbit hole to the point where they're mainly talking about we're at war. Like Mm. Robert Malone now does speeches where he's not even talking about vaccines. He's talking about fifth generational warfare and COVID being a catalyst for that. Same as Mike Yeadon. I saw a clip of him the other day where he's talking about digital IDs and cashless society. Well, it's, like, it's, these people now understand that actually, I, I've researched this to the point now where I, I realise well, COVID like, was like the first bullet fired well, like in, b- in a war, Bill a Gates, silent war. Bill Gates, so like German games. Or like the, the, the book um, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. You know, COVID was the catalyst, now you've got the cost-of-living crisis, everything that's happening with climate change. We're being hit on every front, but they're all silent attacks. It's economic warfare, it's biological warfare, it's psychological warfare, it's everything but bullets being fired, because they don't want to wake people up.
1: Well, you could argue social and mental warfare, I mean... And spiritual. And spiritual, I mean, I think even... The podcast itself here is our tool that we use to kind of fight our own battle within this war. Fart our own battle. I think you said fart our own battle. <laughs> well, I am a gaseous man, but... <laughs> Take that, NWO. Yeah, and, and, and have that one Ted Russ. Ooh, it's a smelly one. But
0: it could have been worse. There's an article in The Independent saying government were considering asking the public to kill their pet cats during COVID, says the former health minister. A former health minister has revealed that the government were considering calling for Britons to kill their pets. During COVID, and that was basically because they were going to peddle the idea that pets could transmit COVID nineteen, and they seriously thought about asking the public to exterminate their pets over but my had dead
1: body. Second
0: thoughts, and yeah. never did it. This but they did it in China when yes. they were rounding up cats. They did putting them into plastic bags and all the rest of it. So that has happened. Yeah. But our former health minister is saying, yeah, they they were going to try that here. But yeah, there was a bit too much backlash from, you know, like say, for example, in the UK, nurses didn't even stand for it. They no, were like, right, we're, we're, we're not gonna putting it, yeah. our feet down. We're not being forced into taking the, the jab. So they were probably like, let's not tell people to kill their pets yet. Yeah. They're not at that China stage yet. Yeah, I mean, soon, but not quite. Yeah, yeah, soon enough. Maybe pandemic two, we round up all the dogs and cats and kill them.
1: Yeah, but once again it's like everything we saw that happened during the pandemic with people's emotions being preyed on like they're there the humility of Mm. willing to do the best, like a superhero, almost like superhero-like sacrifice. I'm willing to do something for the greater good because I wanna look after Mm. people. But what if you killed your animal? That's what I'm saying. Knowing that it was completely light. The terrible things
0: that people have done in the past in the name of the greater good are the worst things that we've ever seen in recorded history. Mm. It's always for, oh, it's for the greater good, right? Mm. The people that were involved in the Holocaust thought it was for the greater good. Yeah. So that was the real eye opener from this era. It was like what terrible things would have people done? Like they done terrible things anyway, but how far would they have gone past that? We never know, but I get the feeling that people might have killed their pets. They might have rounded people up into camps. People lost their damn minds. And oh, for me, that's yeah. what that's the main thing we don't, you know, this whole episode we've been talking about people like forgetting mm. you know the last 3 years. Let's not forget that. Because I think even the people that fell for this hook, line, and sinker, they do need to take a step back, look at the way they behaved, and think maybe I won't be so quick to do that next time. Because th- they were steps away from rounding people up or refusing people medical treatment, stuff that's like pretty Nazi ish.
1: Well, not only Nazi ish, but under the guise of something that didn't even exist. Right. You know and what I mean?
0: They were lied to. So the whole thing. It wasn't a matter of life and death. No. God, no. They would have done it on the back of a lie. A lie. Exactly the same as
1: all the atrocities and, that have ever happened in history. And the thing history. is, look, look what comes out of that lie. Because if you were to ever find out, let's say they did do that, and you were to find out you were a little old lady and you put your little Yorkshire Terrier to sleep because you thought you could get COVID from it, when you realise... You're a little old lady, is the last thing you should be worried about, and your little dog loved you, and you've just put it to sleep because Matt Hancock lied about I know you're funny, that would be enough to probably make you want to kill yourself.
0: That happened in China as well. How traumatizing must that have been for people? So someone in China is on the social credit score, like their the only bit of joy they have in their life is like they're like pet dog or something. Yeah. Pet cat and then
1: that happens. There's knock at the door on that. No man. We've come for your pets. No chance. They wouldn't have got away in this country. There'd be uh, colour dead people on my doorstep. Too many pet lovers. Absolutely.
0: But what is dangerous now is like, the more that comes out, you think, oh, great, more disclosure, it's all coming out. You'd like to think that. that. But what it does is it encourages people to think, well, the government's response to it was useless.
1: It was shocking, shambolic. Not not the right sort of... Oh, did you hear that whistle there? (laughs) 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 No, it doesn't... Not that encourages them to question it in the wrong way. Yeah, because suddenly next time around, so say when
0: Pandemic 2 comes around, people might be like, oh, well, let's give all the powers to the WHO. They're going to do a better job than our governments because look at their shambolic response to it last time. If they'd have only listened to the signs, mm. if They'd have only listened to the experts. But they were off in the UK, like having their cheese and wine parties and all this stuff. Like everything kind of aids this agenda of like, well, just give the power to the to the experts, i give it to the WHO. and There's this treaty, we spoke about it in previous episodes, like trying to go through at the moment, and what that would grant the WHO is so scary. I kind of want to finish on that today. If this treaty goes through, it would completely change the nature of the World Health Organization. Like It would go from an advisory organization that just makes up like, recommendations, to like them literally making proclamations about what you
1: have to do, and and it would be
0: legally binding.
1: Yeah, they they wouldn't be like, oh, we've got an independent panel of this or that. They'd be like, no, what we say goes now, and you're the independent bodies that have to listen to us. These aren't guidelines. Yeah, and it would be
0: legally binding, so if you, like we said earlier, didn't wear a mask or didn't want to get tested or didn't want to get the vax. If they made the laws or the rules that are now legally binding, like you have to do it. Otherwise, you're breaking the law. law. So you can get rounded up and put in prison or a camp. Mm. It would also greatly expand the scope of the international health regulations to include
1: scenarios that merely have a potential to impact public health. So basically they could call for emergencies over nothing. Yeah. Oh my god, there's three ducks in a pond. <laughs> there was four ducks yesterday. Where's one of the ducks gone? They could literally make a health crisis out of fucking anything.
0: Yeah. They can just spin a new narrative. Oh, there's a new variant, right? WHO, we've we've decided that uh yeah, this is a crisis. This is a red alert. So all the restrictions come
1: back in place. What? yeah we decide now well we haven't I haven't seen anyone ill everyone's fine in the street no one's dropped dead you go out to protest like we were
0: (sighs) and your government's like don't protest near us we don't make the rules yeah we're going to protest when it's coming from a governing body that that you can't see or is is nowhere near you it's just like WHO you can't even complain to your government because they would be like oh it's out of our hands
1: yeah we signed the treaty, it's legally binding. We've got your best interests at heart. If I were yeah. you, I'd stick that mask on before you get fined. Yeah. And it would bring in like all these health
0: certificates. So it really would be like papers, please, like having to show all your like health information to Gravel travel, Germany and all this like, stuff. Mm. Yeah. And obviously all your personal health data would just be out the fucking window in terms of being private. Well, we know
1: data ripping and the importance and how valuable data is anyway. So all the things they brought
0: in first time which just didn't stick, like to enter somewhere you have to have a health pass and all the rest of it, suddenly could stick if they were being dictated to us by the WHO who said these are our stringent rules and this is how it is. People might think they've sort of won a war, like, oh, we got rid of all that stuff. But it would come back with a vengeance if this treaty went through and it was the WHO dictating it. And people would just remember it from before, like, oh, well, I guess we're back here again.
1: Well, this and we can't a... really do much now. Well, we know they do this, don't they? That you, They push you into a position where you have to make a choice, and the choices that you are offered are the choices that they want you to make. Yeah. Well, the last one here I thought was great was the WHO have the capacity
0: to censor what they consider to be misinformation and disinformation.
1: Well, they've been mate, they've been doing that since day one. Have you seen our Instagram account? Crikey! But imagine if it was like
0: <laughs> literally them deciding all of this stuff. Like like we were saying earlier, in the sense that you can't argue with a machine. You can't argue with a faceless governing body that's not even on your soil. It's not even your government that you voted in. Or this is something just completely separate, like a million miles away that
1: you. That you can't really do anything about mm. see the thing is you have to people probably ask themselves how do you fight something like that and i'd say awareness i'd say just staying aware not being bullied into making decisions or coerced into thinking something that wasn't of your own thought and ultimately just trying to stay honest and true to yourself because this is going to happen more and more now Misinformation and disinformation is going to be a global battle we're going to see over the next few years because there's going to be a lot of people who will start to turn the page and will start to go, you know what? Fuck the last three years. I've come out of my shell. I'm standing up now. We've we've seen that more and more. Even it's, with things like
0: Twitter, like you know, we're not the biggest fan of Elon Musk on the show, but he had that recent interview with a journalist that was asking him about censorship on Twitter yeah. and misinformation. And he turned around and said, "Well, what about all the official misinformation that was put out by, you know, BBC mainstream media? And they just this woke journalist just didn't have an answer. They were like, um, uh, 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 and it's a good point. It's like who decides what is misinformation and not? And also, it's all come out now that we've been lied to. So the stuff that was deemed as the truth is now misinformation, and the stuff that was." Disinformation it's is like, now actually the truth. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, what lesson has this taught us? We've said before, everything's just information. There's only the truth. Mm. That's all that exists. All this other, like, confusing Orwellian, like, oh, it's misinformation and fact checkers and da da da. It's just bollocks. There's only the truth. But yeah, some justice is being served. Like, some people are getting payouts. Because yeah. they've been injured by the jabs so and there's some like big court cases happening at the moment. Even with uh, Lisa Shaw, the BBC presenter yeah. that died after getting the jab, like her husband has got together with loads of other people and yeah. is taking one of the vaccine companies to trial. You know, this is happening but it doesn't take back what has happened and this is the tip of the iceberg
1: yeah and in fact it's more of a shame that not enough people know about these people that are getting these huge payouts and have experienced quite adverse effects to the vaccine
0: yeah this is not a conspiracy like they're getting paid out for it so there has been gross negligence Negligence, they've been injured That it's not up for debate
1: no this isn't well how do
0: you know it's from the jab it's like well they've got paid out for it yeah
1: I mean i I think I saw the largest insurance brokers in America has something like six hundred thousand claims over the last two years. I was like, Jesus, that's a lot. But, but that's how many people I would expect from millions of people getting it would be in the yeah. hundreds of
0: thousands. And the thing is, that's the sort of person that you want to listen to. Oh yeah. Like someone that's like, well, I can. Pro- I mean, like, I'm in insurance. Here are the claims. It's over six hundred thousand. Like, okay. There's, this is something to look into. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you want to go for the facts, as we're always told, like, oh, the facts, like, well, there's some facts for you. Yeah. Like, investigate that. Or talk to a coroner yeah. who's finding these, like, mad blood clots in all these people.
1: I find it disheartening the fact that Lisa Shaw actually worked for the BBC. I know. Died from blood clot complications due to a vaccine, yet the vaccine was continually promoted on BBC. So one of your own, a presenter, has died. She's now, her husband's now suing the vaccine company for it, and yet you're still throwing out all that propaganda and bullshit. Imagine working there and knowing that. In a second, they'd like throw me on the fucking fire, but yeah,
0: I'm gonna keep, you know, spreading your propaganda, spreading my legs. But at the schism, we continue to bring you the truth, or as close as we can get to it, with a sprinkle
1: of dark humour,
0: including our new Rumble channel, which has got the Cathy
1: O'Brien interview up now, it's and doing well. got featured on DavidIke.com, which gave it a little boost. Big shout out to DavidIke.com and Neil and all the friends we have over there. In the next episode, we're going to break out of the fever dream and
0: Morning. cover the coronation of King Charles and all the craziness surrounding that, as well as a little delve into Charles's murky
1: past, as always. Oh yeah, we're gonna unearth the skeletons out of the closet. The man who famously compares himself as a relative of Latvian the He's got more skeletons than closet.
0: I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Schism. We've got plenty more episodes on the way. In the meantime, follow us on our Instagram at schism.tv and keep watching the skies.